Welcome to Real Food, Real Conversations with Sophia DeSantis, where we focus on finding our happy balance between salad and fries. Welcome back to the Real Food, Real Conversations podcast. This is episode 48, and today it's just going to be me, and we are going to be talking about nutrition labels, uh, food labels that you find on packaged foods. I love this subject because I am total a science geek, and I love breaking things down for people. I really fully believe that in order to make um, nutritious and wholesome decisions for ourselves and our family, we have to have the basic building blocks in place. And one of the things that I often see people asking me is, how do I know when I go to the store, you know, what is the right, um, right, what's the right product to use? Like if you're picking a salad dressing or a canned good or whatever, um, I fully believe that packaged foods can be a very part, a good, great part of a wholesome, nutritious diet. Um, a lot of people say, oh, you know, package is bad, whole is great. Yes, we need a ton of whole, fresh fruits and vegetables in our diet, but um, this it's not sustainable and even doable for most of us to only have that. I rely on packaged foods a lot to make life easier, less stressful, and our mental health is really just as important as our physical health. And it is important to make sure we know what we're picking up and how to read the label on it, the ingredient list and all that stuff, because that is how you know what is in something. Let's make it clear that if you look at the front of the package, all the buzzwords and the marketing that they use is to get you to pick it up. The first thing I do is I turn it around and I look at the back. I look at what is actually in the food and what this nutrition label says. So nutrition labels, actually, they kind of started, they weren't always a thing. It's not just they, um, when foods became packaged, they just put it on. It actually started in the 1970s where there was a large increase in prepackaged food. And that is when the label on food labels was actually introduced. And now it is required. And the label that we see today is much different than the labels that we saw back then. They've gone through a ton of changes of trial and error and um, uh, for the food committee knowing that like, hey, we need to have this on the food label. We need to have this. Things that are important um, today, like one of the things I'll go into is like the trans fats. Um, They weren't always required to be on there, but we know that trans fats can really, really affect us cardiovascular um, disease wise and things like that. So they decided that that was an important part of that. So they've gone through a lot of changes and actually the most recent update was done in 2016. And today there's, um, like one little thing we talked about with, uh, Laura on my last episode was the, uh, added on the label, they've added, um, a line under sugars to say how many grams of added sugar is in a product. And that is new. And as it's transitioning, you might not see it on everything because you know, they just have to transition it with their new products. But that is something that you're going to start seeing is aligned with sugar and added sugar. That's so important because there is a difference between natural sugar and added sugar. Um, so let's talk about the actual label itself. Um, there's many parts to a food label. And until you understand how to read it, 
you cannot understand how to um, distinguish between the different packaged foods out there. So in simple terms, a food label tells you the serving information, the calories, the nutrients, the percent daily values, and below the label, you'll also find ingredients and allergens in a packaged food. So within the nutrition area of the food label, you're gonna see a wide array of information from amounts of macronutrients, such as fat, protein, and carbs. You're gonna see cholesterol, you're gonna see sodium, and then you're gonna see vitamins and minerals, okay? So I like to teach people how to read, read a food label from the very top going down, just like you would read like a book, I guess, when it, I guess you can compare it to like reading a book. Um, so I wanna go through each section with you guys and make sure that you download my free guide on this because you'll be able to have this free um, page guide that will take you through this and have it somewhere that you can refer to it until it becomes second nature. If you're listening to this and you have no idea how to read a food label, I was there once too. It's, it's all about educating ourselves and learning. And eventually, if you do it enough, you're totally going to be able to do it without having to refer to a guide. So one thing to remember when you're reading a food label is that the food label is per, the things you see on there is per serving. So sometimes there are multiple servings in one of the packaged foods that you're getting. So recently, the serving size has changed to include the amount that most people eat, not the suggested amount, meaning what you should be eating, quote unquote, should be eating about food based on um, nutritious benefits, I guess you can say, or you know, calories or whatnot, is not necessarily the serving size anymore. They did this because what was happening is that in small amounts of food, the serving size would be like, you know, a couple, like maybe a fourth of a cup, but reality is people actually ate more like half a cup or three-fourths of a cup. So people were making these decisions based on what was their thinking that it was better than it really was in just to put it simply. Um, another thing that's different is that now if the servings it, within something fall between one or two servings, so like let's take one of those small cartons of ice cream, like the mini ones, if it falls between one or two servings, that the food label actually is now just showing it as one whole serving. So like the entire package. If something has more than one serving, you're going to start seeing the food labels having two columns. And one of the columns is going to be the per serving column. And the other column is going to be how much is in the entire package of the food. So that is something that's different. So anytime you're looking at a food, make sure you're looking at the column that says per serving, if you want to know how much is in each serving. And servings that have kind of been normalized across foods so that you know that you're comparing apples to apples. And um, like if you're picking up like a salad dressing, for example, if the serving size is two tablespoons in one, it should be about two tablespoons in the other so that you're comparing the right amounts of things. At the very top of the food label, under the servings, you're going to see the total amount of calories. Calories is basically how much energy a food has. That's just in layman's terms, like generally speaking, calories um, 
are the amount of energy a food has. Calories is what, you know, um, is referred to in the nutrition world as energy. And in the world today, calories is really what people focus on when they're um, working with their weight control. That is kind of, um, in general, what people look at. I'm not saying that is the correct way. And I'm not saying that um, you should only look at calories. A registered dietitian is able to go into your specific needs as far as calories, macronutrients, and all the details of that. I'm just saying in general, in the online world, when they're trying to sell you diet products and things like that, a lot of the times they focus on calories. Okay. Um, most people like to ask, well, how many calories are too many? How many calories is too loose? Well, according to the FDA, and this is a very, very loose guide, according to the FDA, if something's around 40 calories, it's um, lowish on the lower end. 100 calories is kind of in the moderate end. And if it's like 400 or more calories, that tends to be the higher end. Now, the next sections of a food label, as you're working down, focus on nutrient content. This is where the bulk of the information lies. And a lot of key things to pay attention to are in this area. Next to each nutrient in the section, you're going to see a percentage. And that percentage is the percent daily value in each serving. This tells you the percent that that nutrient contributes towards the daily diet amount of that nutrient, okay? And these are all based on a 2,000 calorie diet. So the actual amounts for you might change because this is just generalized across the board for a 2,000 calorie diet. But looking at that percent will kind of give you a general idea of how much that food contains. To keep it simple, you want to have high percentages of things like fiber, vitamins, minerals, things like that. And you want low percentages of things like saturated fats, added sugars, sodium. This is just a very loose general guide. Okay. I'm not a nutritionist. I'm not a dietitian. These are all things that you can find online. I'm just taking as a health coach, I'm taking that information and I'm trying to relay it to you guys in a more simple um, version so that I can help you in general make better decisions for you and your family. I'm not going to necessarily say it's going to be the same decision that I would make. It just depends on you, your health goals, your wellness goals. So let's start with macronutrients. You can, I have another episode that I go into macronutrients. I talk to a nurse practitioner and we talk all about um, what macronutrients are, but essentially it's fat, it's carbohydrates, and it's protein. So let's talk about fat. Fat is a necessary macronutrient our body needs. Macronutrients are nutrients our body needs in large amounts. And fat is one of them. We need fat. Um, eating a diet that has no fat is not healthy for you. Um, unless you have a medical condition. Um, but when it comes to fat, every gram of fat is, uh, sorry, I'll say that again. Every gram of fat is worth nine calories. So fat is a very calorie dense macronutrient. And there's three types of fat. There's saturated fats, there's unsaturated fats, and there's trans fats. On a food label, they're going to tell you the amount of saturated fats and trans fats, primarily because these are the two that you want to avoid in large amounts. And in fact, trans fats, you really, really want to avoid as much as you can. The best types of fats are unsaturated fat, and that should be what most of your fat intake is, okay? So looking at a 
nutrition, uh, nutrition label on your food, if it's very high in saturated fat, you want to avoid that, especially if you have cardiovascular disease or things like that, it's not going to help. Um, when it comes to trans fats, there is some, it's very tricky. <laughs> um, if a food has trans fats, it is, it is required for them to say that it has trans fats. However, if a food has less than, like let's say it has less than um, 0.5 grams of trans fat, they actually do not have to label it. So for example, um, let's say something has, you know, like, I don't know, in its serving has like 0.3 grams of trans fats or something like that. On the, ingre on the um, food label, they do not need to tell you that it has trans fat. So manufacturers have gotten tricky sometimes and try to lower the serving size so that the trans fat is under 0.5 grams in that serving size. And therefore they do not have to put on their food label that this product has trans fats. It's super tricky and really, really frustrating. However, here's the key. If a product has trans fats, you'll see it in the ingredient list because they have to put on the ingredient list, the ingredients in that food. So what to remember is if it has hydrogenated vegetable oil in the ingredients, it has trans fat. That's what trans fat is. So while it does have to list trans fat, if it's over 0.5 grams, doesn't always list it because of the trickiness. But trans fat is definitely something you want to avoid. Um, also within that, they also have to list cholesterol. Most of the foods that have a lot of saturated fat also have high amounts of cholesterol. And cholesterol is something you really need to watch, especially if your blood work shows that this is an area of concern for you. So that's why it's so important to talk to a licensed professional about what you need because it's going to be different than what somebody else needs. Another thing to look at on the food label below that is sodium. Sodium is um, a nutrient, and it is a nutrient that can cause high blood pressure in people if you're overdoing it. People that have high blood pressure should um, actually aim for no more than 1,500 grams of sodium. The American Heart Association um, recommends that. And in general, most people should aim, they say, for about 2,300 um, grams of sodium or less, um, but no more than 3,000 grams of sodium. And the issue is that most of our country eats way more than that, which is why we have um, such a high amount of people with high blood pressure. <laughs> After sodium is carbohydrates. Carbohydrates are another macronutrient. It's a primary source of energy. Carbs are not bad. Um, I talk about carbohydrates in another episode. Um, and so it's really important if you want to learn more about those, listen to that episode is excellent. Um, we have a fear mongering of carbohydrates like we do with fat. And it's not about the actual macronutrient itself. It's just about where you're getting them. That's more important. So the reported levels on a food label of carbohydrates are total amounts of carbohydrates. Then we talk about fiber and we talk about sugars. So fiber is 
good. It helps slow down digestion. It helps move things along in our body. There's different types of fiber. That is something I also go into in another episode. Um, so you really, you like fiber, fiber is good. And then you have sugars. Now sugars is we, I had an amazing episode, the last episode um, that I just talked about in episode 47, I had an amazing episode all about sugars and how fear mongering around sugar and people um, believing that some sugars are quote unquote healthier than others. There's only two types of actual um, natural sugar. And those are lactose, which is the sugar that comes from milk and fructose, which is the sugar that comes from fruit. So fruit sugar is not the same as added sugar. Now in the most recent guidelines, it actually um, is going to require companies to manufacturers to label added sugars on the food label. So you're going to see a line as they transition over, you're going to see a line that says sugars, and then you're going to see a line that says added sugar. So just because something has sugar doesn't necessarily mean it's quote unquote bad for you. Um, but you really want to look at what sugar is in there. Um, is it an added sugar? If it's a product that has fruit in it, you're obviously going to see sugar in there because fruit has sugar. So it's great that we're able to get more information about the type of sugar that is in something. And again, even, um, even, even added sugar, you know, in moderation, isn't necessarily bad. You just have to look at how many grams and adjust and assess to what is best for you. And as far as calories, there is four calories per gram of carbohydrate overall. And carbohydrates are, again, necessary for our bodies to function and they're a main source of energy. So it isn't necessarily bad when something has carbohydrates. Um, fiber is really, really important, as we said, and that doesn't necessarily like there's just in um, simple terms, when you're looking at total carbohydrates, you can quote unquote, subtract the amount of fiber in there to really understand the carbohydrates that are absorbed in our bodies, because we don't digest fiber, but it's still really important for us, it helps regulate, you know, blood sugar helps move our food um, through our body and um, slows digestion, things like that. So like I said, fiber is super important. Um, in general, it is recommended to keep your added sugars to about 10% of your total daily calories. And again, sugar in moderation isn't a bad thing, but that is just what is recommended. Um, and that is going to change depending on your personal health goals, your personal wellness goals, and what your specific body needs. That's just like a, a general kind of um, idea is about 10% of your total daily calories. The last macronutrient that you're going to see on a food label is protein. And what's interesting is that our country is so focused on protein when in fact, the issue in our country is fiber. It is not protein. Um, I talked about again in another episode, but um, fiber is what we have more of a problem of. And while we need protein, most of our country is getting enough protein and like I say, with everything, it's totally going to depend on your personal fitness and um, wellness and health goals when it comes to amounts of protein. But um, you want to, when you look at a food having protein in it, if it has protein, um, it also helps regulate that those sugars. So that's why it's so important to know what you're looking at in the food label and know that if it has some protein and it has some fiber and it has some sugar, you're getting, um, and it has some healthy fat, like you're getting a little bit of everything versus something that doesn't have the protein, doesn't have the fiber, doesn't have the healthy fat, but it has loads of sugar. 
So they kind of work together. It's not something that you want to necessarily um, judge based on one number alone. And as far as calories go, when it comes to protein, there are four calories per gram of protein. So it really, how many micro, macronutrients you need when you're looking at these food labels really just depends on you and your health goals. It depends on your body. Um, if you have a specific health issue, working with a registered dietitian, um, working with your doctors, working with licensed professionals is so important. Um, so you can make the right decisions for you. When it comes to somebody like me who I don't count my calories, I don't count my macronutrients, um, I don't do any of that stuff. I basically just base on what I eat. Um, I look at the ingredients. I look at the overall um, key things like saturated fat, added sugars, um, sodium to make my decisions. And that's what works for me. I don't have any issues. I'm healthy as a horse. I actually just got all my blood work back and I'm doing great. And this works for me. But when it comes to specifics, it might be different. I just want to teach you how to actually read the label, not necessarily to teach you how to judge what you should eat. You just need to be informed at what you're looking at so you can make those informed decisions. Um, in general, when it comes to macronutrients, like I said, this is in general, this is what the Food and Nutrition Board of the Institutes of Medicine give as far as macronutrient consumption is with fat, it should be about 20 to 35% of your calories, carbohydrates, 45 to 65% of your calories, and protein, 10 to 35% of your calories. And again, this is gonna change based on your personal health and wellness goals. And people like different registered dietitians that you work with are also gonna have different opinions on this because everyone kind of has a different idea when it comes to macronutrients, calories, all that kind of stuff. Um, so you have to make a decision based on what's best for you and what you think um, is best. So the next section on the food label is the vitamins and minerals. It's all those great little vitamins and minerals. Um, like you, you see calcium, um, you see vitamin A, vitamin C, like all those little things. And the goal overall when it comes to what you're eating. And when I say overall, it's the combination of foods that you're eating throughout the day. The goal overall is to get about 100% of your daily value of vitamins and minerals. That's kind of like what we need. And daily values change depending on what vitamin or mineral you're talking about. Um, and your goal is 100%, but a combination of the foods. So you don't have to stress about keeping track of this. I surely don't keep track of it. Um, you don't have to stress about it because most of us don't need to. If you have a medical condition, you know, you do maybe have to be more cognizant of it. But in general, you're going to get most of what you need through eating a variety of fruits and vegetables, a variety of grains, um, just a variety of wholesome foods. That's why it's so important to eat a variety of nutrient-dense foods so that you can not stress about counting all these things. And if you do that, most of us are going to be just fine. Um, lastly, you want to make sure that you're getting those yearly checkups to make sure your vitamin and nutrient uh, mineral counts are right on track. I just said that I got mine lately and or recently, and I'm doing great. I used to be really low in vitamin D, and actually my vitamin D is doing wonderful. I do supplement with vitamin D drops because my body just um, needs needs it. It, it's, it has an issue with vitamin D absorption. So I, I supplement a little bit with that, but 
overall, like if you get yourself checked every single year, you'll be able to keep track of what it is that you're lacking, what it is that you need. Because sometimes when you're lacking things, it does result in um, being tired and sluggish. Like for me, it was vitamin D that I was really lacking, you know, and I was super tired and sluggish. Um, Iron can, low iron can do that to you as well. So make sure you get that done with your doctor. Um, at the very bottom, underneath that actual, you know, pretty black and white label, you're going to see a few other sections. And one of them is the ingredient list. And one of them is the allergens that the food contains. And that is kind of another um, newish thing that they are including allergens. And it's really the main um, top allergens that they're including in that food. Doesn't mean that it doesn't include something else you might be allergic to, but that is the most common allergens um, that they put on there. Things like nuts and um, soy and wheat, things like that. Um, as far as reading the ingredient list, I have a whole nother episode on the ingredient list on a food label. Um, I'll talk about just like a few key things here. And uh, with ingredient lists, the first ingredient you see, that's the ingredient in the most amount. And they have to label that like going down um, in the amount. So the last ingredients you see, the ingredients at the end, um, you find them in smaller amounts than the ingredients in the beginning, which is why if you're looking at a food, the first couple of ingredients are really the key ones that you want to look at. Um, of course, it depends. Like if there's a food with like five different vegetables on it, um, that's going to tell you, you know, like, oh, you know, the one that's the most is going to be at the beginning, or it could be like three are in there equally, and they'll just kind of label them on there, you know, in, um, in order. But in general, the ingredients that are at the beginning, the first three ingredients about are what what it's comprised of. So if you're looking at something and the first or second ingredient is sugar, it's an added sugar and it's going to have a lot of sugar. Um, if something claims to be whole grain or whole wheat and the first two ingredients comprise of the word enriched, that product is also going to have enriched wheat in it. Um, if you don't see whole in the first couple ingredients, it does not have whole wheats or whole grains in it. So I kind of go into more of that on the other episode and I will link that one in the write-up for this episode. So you can check that one out too. Um, but that's kind of the gist of the ingredients. So overall being able to understand a food label can help you make informed decisions on what's best for your family um, it also helps you make informed decisions on deciding whether the claims on the front of the package are true. So it's important to see if it says no trans fats and you turn it around and trans fats are saying zero, but then in the ingredients, like I said, it says hydrogenated, it does have trans fats. Um, there's not as much, they're able to make certain claims on the front of a package that may be what you can call stretching the truth. So it's really important to know how to read these food labels and make informed decisions. I'm all about educating. That's what I do is I help educate and I help guide people along in their health and wellness journey. And, um, you know, I, I really am passionate about health and wellness and I want all of you to be able to move along this journey as well. And I'm always here if you need absolutely anything. So make sure you get in touch. Um, just remember, just eating a diet rich in nutrient dense foods like vegetables and fruit and whole grains, it's going to keep your body working at its best. It's not to say you cannot eat the other things. I very much do cookies, French fries. I love my cocktail and my glass of wine. Those are all fine in moderation. It's just you want to fill yourself with those 
nutrient dense foods because our body cannot function without them. Just like a car cannot function without gas. I am so, so happy that you guys have reached the end of this very long episode that I'm trying to communicate and how to read these food, food labels. Um, make sure to download my free guide on this. It is downloadable at the very top of the uh, write-up on the website on this episode and also at the bottom. Um, it's an awesome guide that you can keep and refer to anytime you want. And also, if you love this um, podcast, please rate and review. I It helps me so much when you do that. It helps me get amazing guests to have on and just helps get my podcast out there. But I appreciate you all. Thank you so much for being here. And we will chat soon. Make sure to tune in next time as well, because we are going to be talking with uh, a guest all about the differences between vegan, vegetarian, plant-based, what it all kind of means, um, and how to kind of make the best decision for you. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for being here. <music>